0: any research uh, during your masters?
1: Yeah, so the masters was a one-year masters. Uh, it was um, so structured, uh, like like um, so. You have theory uh, classes uh, in the first six months, mm. and then you get three six months, or was it a bit longer? I'm not sure. Um, and then you get three months of um, industry experience or research experience that's that's a master's project and then you get a month or so to write up your thesis um or dissertation and then um and submission and and then viva and then graduation Mm. so that all happened within that one year so i had i did have um so for my master's uh, project i i got a place um at uh, Pfizer. Hmm. Pfizer in um south of south east of england in a little village or maybe it's a town called um San, uh, sandwich mm-hmm. that's where they had this uh, a, a really big ohad back then i'm not sure if it's still there a big uh plant in um and uh and i was um i was my uh, yeah i was with a group that uh well i think i don't i don't remember mm. what exactly the group did like in the research but there was heavy annotation going on there were a few um couple of bioinformaticians around my my supervisor was a bioinformatician and we you know i mean it's 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 an it's a um they didn't divulge so much about um about the the you know the purpose of 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 the project you're working on because we're we're only there for a few months and mm. it, things are quite um um restri- there's restricted access to information okay. even if you're there so i um but i had a really cool project i had um i had to design a tool um to something to do with it. so um it's a, it's, it was it was taking pairwise alignment making them into multiple sequence alignment mm. so using the blast the local alignment algorithm mm. to um and mapping that onto a multi a, a multiple sequence alignment mm. because they wanted to compare multiple sequences together rather than just do pairwise but they wanted to you you know leverage the the um the the characteristics of what multiple, of a local, um, alignment, pairwise alignment does, um, but implement it on a multiple sequence alignment Mm -hmm. and then tie that into a, um, protein structure visualization, um, tool. So you would, you would see, um, so it would be, so the end product was a GUI or a web-based GUI where you have your multiple sequence alignment and you can, um, you can highlight your your positions in your alignment um which would be reflected in your in in, in the in the protein structure, structure. Mm. so you could you could see if there were any um polymorphisms in in at a, any position you could uh see where they are placed structurally okay um and then the, you know in the protein structure you there's you could do all sorts of manipulations of the of the visualizations you know into in a stick and ball or into a, a sphere kind of rendering and and things so it was yeah it was a really it was a really really cool experience especially working in a place like Pfizer um was only ever, ever my dream and um, oh. um and uh, the project itself, uh, I could see was, you know, uh, directly was was it was interesting and was was useful uh-huh. um, for their research. Whatever what they used it for, I don't know. <laughs> going down, <laughs> but uh, but uh, they they um, well, it was a cool tool <laughs> that came. It evolved a lot a lot of like,
0: sorry you you got lost for a moment there. Uh what did you say?
1: I said it, it involved um a lot of programming, a lot of
0: coding. Oh, okay. So you d did, you didn't okay, now you don't know what exactly it was what what exactly was happening with that tool after that. So okay.
1: No. I mean most likely it is somewhere in the bottomless bottomest pit of the internet um, <laughs> or the <laughs> intranet in, in Pfizer and it's never never got used after a year after or got obsolete a year after I left Mm. or even a few months after I left. But that's the story of Mm. um, most bioinformatics tools, you Mm. know, they just go obsolete. So um,
0: (laughs) what exactly did you do for your thesis now, dissertation now, uh, after the industry experience? So that that was the dissertation oh, so no, that was okay. the project. Oh, okay. mm. oh I thought So you different. do
1: mm. Yeah no so so it was a so you could have a research project or you could have a software development project. Mm-hmm. So I chose this particular project um because I wanted to strengthen my um development skills. Mm. Um Although my research skills also needed strengthening, but (laughs) you had to choose (laughs) um, between uh, one and the other. So, um, yeah, that was, and and going to Pfizer was was really cool. Uh, So that's kind of decided it for me. Um, So, but then you write up your dissertation, I mean, as you would, you know, write any, it would, describing the tool, um, attach your code, um, all that, uh, explain your logic things like that too in the dissertation
0: okay so what happens after this is or four, right yes yeah so what Mm -hmm. happens i'm following (laughs) yes (laughs) i should get my cv out here as well just to guide me (laughs) (laughs) so what happens after um your master's you've graduated what next what were you thinking about what happens
1: next at that moment so so again, that was my between um, between what is it uh planned or structured well I don't even know what the word is you know it, it's not between jobs but between um, places let's mm-hmm. just say where I don't have anything designed or or set up and I was again uh job hunting now. Armed with a master's degree, who could turn me down? But plenty mm-hmm. did. Wow. Um, being a being a foreign national in um, in the UK then wasn't very easy for you to find a job because um, you know, for being a foreign national anywhere is mm-hmm. difficult to find a job because mm-hmm. uh, you, you have to justify why you are so much better than um, anybody. Locally available, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it incurs additional costs of uh, work permits mm-hmm. and visas and things. And I don't think there was a, there were many avenues for staying, the the, the uh, migrant visa kind of avenues back then. Um, so it it wasn't it wasn't so easy, let's just mm-hmm. say. um So uh, so, but I had I had some time on my visa. I somehow managed to, you know, keep extending my visa um, mm. for some reason or the other. And then I um, I was, while I was doing serious job hunting, I was uh, doing part-time temporary jobs. Mm. Uh, back again. to the temps again. Exactly, back to the temping again. Mm. Um, and then uh, a contact of mine um, from Kenya
2: mm.
1: uh, told me about, so you see, I had coming from a small town in Mombasa i i really didn't know what was going on in the big city of nairobi or anywhere else in the in the country it was quite a sheltered sheltered life let's just say mm. um and i i had never i didn't i didn't know what kind of research institutes were were there um mm. what research was happening but somebody, a a contact of mine from, um, who also uh, another bioinformatician Mm. happened to, she happened to have done bioinformatics and was from Mombasa as well. Mm. Um, she, she, um, she told me about, um, this place called Mm Ilri and how, um, there is some bioinformatics going on over there. So I got in touch with, um, my, my to be PhD supervisor um, to see if there were any opportunities to do a PhD. So now with a master's, of course, I'm applying for PhDs as well mm-hmm. um, and for jobs and all. So uh, then my visas were, you know, I thought, okay, well, what, why not? I could go to go back home. That would be great. Um, and I could do a PhD then. And so I, I really, um, so, I, so I got in touch with him, um, Dr. Richard Bishop. From he uh, from from Ilri. Okay. So uh and he said, Hey yeah, we've got this unit here and we have a project and I'm not sure about the money, but uh let me talk to some people. Mm. Um and uh when you're in Kenya come come uh come by Ilri and let's have a chat. So by then I had my visa was had run out so i went back to kenya and <laughs> not having secured anything else mm. in the uk mm. by then so i packed my bags and and i moved back home um and i moved back to Mombasa mm. um which was great uh, it was a, it was a very different life in Mombasa now after having matured a little bit uh, i was yeah um uh, it was nice coming back home um, um, Not many of my friends were there anymore mm-hmm. because people had moved on and and moved away but mm-hmm. uh, at least there was family um, and so I did a few jobs in Mombasa as well uh, through so i um, I worked at a medical clinic um, that was doing some re- They were they had a research program, uh, uh you know, U.S. um, Uni- University of Washington, mm, uh, I the- think University of Washington had a research program in one of the clinics on HIV okay. in Mombasa, mm. and so my my mom at that time was working with them um, as a lab uh, technician um and so she um she spoke to them and she she heard that they had a need for uh, somebody to set up uh, a database system for collecting their their data. Uh, digitally recording their data mm-hmm. so i i said well i, I have a, a little bit of experience in <laughs> database uh, you know design and all mm-hmm. that for my mm-hmm. masters in in bioinformatics mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, and so they they took me on, and it was um, it was just a few months uh, of of setting their the database up and in Access. So I didn't use MySQL because they oh. didn't have that. But um, but I had to learn Microsoft Access because that's the tool that they that they wanted it all on. Um, so, but anyway, the, I mean, my my background and my theory in in relational database design helped. Mm-hmm okay um with that and then uh so so i set that up and then by then um by then i had already visited ilri and dr bishop had found some funds for a phd so this is then
0: you you had met him immediately after you came back before you went to that database job or
1: yeah so oh, somewhere in between i think mm-hmm. i i i um I met him, so it was just a a, a trip to Nairobi and mm. um, and and several email exchanges, of course, but mm. uh, a physical meetup in, uh, in Nairobi, and then yeah, and then he there was yeah, so then that's I started my PhD in the September of
2: two
1: thousand and five. Mm. So no registered where? So I was to be registered in South Africa at the University of Pretoria. Mm um back then at Ilri, there was a scientist uh bioinformatician called etienne de Villiers and he um he was the he was the he he was the department of bioinformatics, the head of bioinformatics department and he was an adjunct uh or i think they called him extraordinary professor at the university of pretoria mm. so it's through him um as a supervisor a a a local um, institutional supervisor um, that I got I could I could access uh, Pretoria that way they had some risk they had some specifications of um, you know the, the supervision uh, specifications
0: oh okay so this was a scholarship at this time yes funded now, now yeah, okay. yeah. so um, what is that thing that made you want to do like think about a PhD
1: before that so research I mean research was really I'd already gotten a taste of research uh, from my bachelor's and then a little bit my master's okay maybe um, not my industrial experience but uh, through the various projects that we had to do um, during the masters. Um, but, you know, that was kind of in academia because, you know, you, you go through university, you, you start at university, you go between universities and all you see
2: mm.
1: or oh, the, the the pathway that is uh, obvious to you and that everybody talks about is the academic pathway is mm. you get your bachelor's, you do your master's, you do your PhD and then you, you become, you know, you're in academia. Yeah. Very few options were um, very few people talked about these any other alternatives of what you can do with a science degree
2: Mm. although
1: I had a I had um, some exposure to industry it was still quite academic so everybody I interacted with at in Pfizer were had PhDs so Mm. for me if I wanted to stay in science you have to advise i i was yeah my understanding was i need to do a phd and that's the the natural you know the next thing so so when you start you know you're always looking to the next thing always look to the next thing mm. so after my masters okay so which phd program will take me can i can i work and do a phd or would that a could a could a job take me into a phd you know a phd always was kind of Uh, The the end goal, let's just say, of formal education. Mm. Mm.
0: Okay, so even if you you got a job, Mm. you still think of what if you do you think if you got a job like a good job in industry, you wouldn't have done a PhD.
1: I don't know; it's hard to say. A good Mm. job in industry, you know, you know, a PhD teaches you so many different skills. It's Mm. the the it it teaches you how to do research
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: like you have I, I mean i i i think it's phds are very useful uh um it's, it's a very useful training mm. um it's kind of it's it's like a it's a baptism isn't it if you want to go into <laughs> into research like mm baptism of fire, right? <laughs> uh it's not a pleasant experience when it's happening, but it is um yeah, it it, it does it, it it yeah, it it it's it's a really um useful and important training. So whether mm-hmm. you know if I had found a job um in bioinformatics without mm-hmm. a PhD, I yeah. yeah, perhaps I would have been just just fine. I would have been just as good a bioinformatician, it really depends on the kind of job environment you are nurtured in.
2: Okay.
1: I think. So if the job, yeah, if the job if it was in academia, then perhaps um, then the the expectation would have been to get a PhD or mm. stay there. So you know, even there's also well also the career ladders to look at. The traditional ones you can go up. Mm-hmm. the ladder in a, in 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 a particular um uh um what's the what's the phrase in a a, a path the career path there is if you go if you if you're there's a, there's a path for the scientists mm-hmm. and there's a path for the the non-scientists so the non-phd holders
2: mm.
1: i feel like perhaps the, the so the the path of the scientist is quite it, it's linear and it's 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 very clear. It's been um, practiced and marked all over the world, and it's pretty standard, let's mm-hmm. just say. Mm-hmm. Whereas a path for a non PhD holder in or non scientist is very varied um, and non it, it is non standard. You could I could have you know. I, I, I'm not really sure ridiculous. if, if there was a path even, you know, back then, whether like, if I was a, ma- a by with a master's, mm. what would be my career progression?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, where would I, would I just keep climbing up the, the levels of, of, of payment, but like no growth in my, um, in my responsibilities or in my titles mm. or in my, um, uh, yeah, it's, so I'm not I'm not sure, but I but now I I I think there's a lot more, um, a lot more available in the non traditional um, uh, academic or scientific setup. Yes, I I see a lot more. I have met a lot more people with similar skills as mine, but in in very different um, work settings. There you know it's not university. It's not just research institutes. There's. Um, yeah, yeah there's all sorts uh startups for example are 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 big now um sequencing companies um scientific uh, consultancies and and uh things like that so there's a lot more available now and i think yeah ten year if i was ten years younger mm. yeah i would have probably uh i would have i would have given it some yeah, I may have I may have chosen not to do a PhD. Okay. So Yeah.
0: Take us through your PhD, what do you do? What research was it about? Uh any experience with it. Yeah.
1: Okay, so my PhD. Um so it was uh it was on <laughs> Uh, right it's just i'm laughing because it's like a term that I've not heard <laughs> you being used for for decades uh uh-huh. um it was I was analyzing uh little fragments of DNA called express sequence tags call them ests uh-huh. it's like the predecessor of rna sec okay. so they are they are um mRNA or cDNA sequenced in uh Small fragments on on Sanger sequencing, of course, uh-huh. um, uh, by, by the Sanger method, um, and you sequence. So by sequencing the cDNA, you're, uh it's it's a sh- shotgun sequence. You, um, you 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 get a feel for the what you're studying is the expression of, of genes in a particular organism. So at Ildry, um one of the flagship. Projects, big flagship projects. Then, where where most scientists, loads of scientists, were working on East was East Coast fever, uh-huh. the disease. Um, East Coast fever is a uh, is a livestock disease um, caused by a protozoan parasite um, called Thaleria parva. pava, um, and it is a um, it's transmitted by a tick vector, <clears throat> um, a brown brownie a tick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Ilri was um, heavily involved in East Coast Fever research. It was involved in in the first genome sequence of Taliafera. Mm-hmm. It had um, it has been involved in in producing the the only um, vaccine for for East Coast Fever. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's well, and and one of the lines. Um, that we that uh, richard bishop was 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 studying was um, a vaccine a, a tick-based vaccine so he um he not not him but there was a, then uh a a um and so ticks in general are very interesting so there's there's several groups um around the world uh, institute studying ticks and tick expression they cause um diseases in all all kind of animals even humans um mm. so they're they're really important um um important they're not um insects but they're they're uh, important organisms or, or a genus of organisms that for 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 disease for infectious diseases- mm-hmm. um so they there was an um th- there was a, there was some data on on this transcript uh uh for this particular tick that that we were interested in that that causes that transmits the east coast fever. Mm-hmm. And so my job was to um was to to look into that to to annotate it to understand well uh, the function of the various genes um in the in uh, in ticks. So that's kind of in a nutshell we yeah um but as a as a side there was also a little bit of uh, we we sequenced part of uh, the tick genome mm. uh which is tick genomes are huge huge um just uh because they're they're almost the size of um um what can i say it, it's a, it's it's a protozoan it's a microscopic organism, but their genomes tend to be really large mm mm-hmm. Um almost like insect genomes. So it maybe you edit this part out because I'm really like really struggling to remember <laughs> <laughs> these details. So maybe <laughs> it's okay. So maybe you could say
0: um what exactly was the goal of your your research. Of my, like of overall, my, yes.
1: overall. So it was it was to identify molecules that could be used um as vaccine candidates
2: okay
1: hm so the, we the we through the annotation and uh and all that we we identified quite a few interesting immunomodulatory um og- um molecules and the 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 idea was to yeah so so the the end goal would have been to um not for my thesis but for the the, the bigger larger uh large bigger picture would was to um design some tick based vaccines or a combination or uh, it's a subunit combination of tick and um tyleria Pava vaccines because the tick tick induces there was there's also there's a hypothesis that the the tick um introduce uh, the, the the tick bite itself uh raises an immune, immunological response in mm-hmm. the in the cow mm-hmm. and so you could um, by by immunizing or va- vaccinating against molecules that are injected in the in through the through the tick bite, you mm-hmm. could um, block transmission. Oh, okay. So we were studying a particular tissue. We were studying the salivary glands, the, the transcriptome of the salivary glands mm-hmm. um, of these particular ticks. Oh, okay, yeah.
0: all right. Um, mm. Yeah, that's easily explained. <laughs> <laughs> once I remember what it was (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so all right so now you're done with your PhD right Mm. what what next what were you thinking about at that moment
1: so I mean I was really busy writing up when um an opportunity a call um presented itself so this was a fellowship with a swiss um a swiss funding agency uh it was it's the the acronym is rfpp Mm -hmm. i don't remember what it stands for but it was a research fellowship for uh, two years Mm. um which um which award which which allowed me to then um study now the uh the 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 genome of the proto the parasite tylerva so moving from now the the host the um, tick vector to to Pava. so again under richard bishop's um very many projects that he was he was he had under- he was undertaken back then he was mm-hmm. also introduced in interested in parva genome and um he's a parasitologist and a you know molecular biologist so um that was kind of the um, so it, uh, the, the projects that I was in, involved in were, were were very much molecular biology heavy and um so we so there was one so 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 my so then i this fellowship mm. um was a postdoctoral fellowship so i i uh, got awarded that and um i i my project then was to sequence more strains of tayira parva mm-hmm. so there was only at that time one Reference genome one strain, the mm. muguga uh, strain of taypava, so this allowed us to now use um this is now uh five years later five years after the the reference genome was sequenced so then more technologies new technologies have have um uh, emerged, mm. so next generation sequencing was mm. now coming in and it was four five four mm. uh long read sequence uh longer um wouldn't call it it's not short read (laughs) medium read let's just say Mm. uh 454 sequence uh was was in at the time and so we we sequenced um we sequenced quite a few t-parva genomes uh on 454 then for that project so it was my project was sequencing um annotating um and then we amongst the sequenced uh, genomes was were a couple of recombinant genomes so that's when two strains are crossed and and mixed mm. two strains of different um phenotypes so the characteristics um and then you uh we tried to um we identified several um regions of of uh crossover so that gave us an indication of how um uh, structure variation and mutations occur um mm-hmm. in in the in the in the parasite so um yeah that was that was that was that was fun that was my first introduction to next generation sequencing um and mm-hmm. high throughput sequencing so the work i did was um so it was a joint appointment um, with the Swiss Tropical and Public Health Institute uh, mm-hmm. and ILRI. Mm-hmm. So I spent a bit of time in, in Switzerland in, in Zurich um, with a facility called the Functional Genomics Center in Zurich. They, they're a sequencing center. I think they, yeah, not just sequencing, but they do. They, they, they had, well, they, they're a facility for functional uh, genomics, so um, people you know with spe- specific needs like ours take mm-hmm. their projects there and um, get um, get se- that get the data and get um, training on how to analyze that data and all that. So so at that time, Ilri was it. not sequencing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that no, Ilri was Ilri had a, a Sanger sequencing um, facility, mm-hmm. but not. It really didn't have a four five four machine then, but it arrived not long after so there was it was for a project a rift valley fever project i think mm. then that it that we really received a four five four machine um but before then we i don't think we had it or unless we did we we already it had arrived after we had you know this grant and and um and the agreement so oh, okay yeah so what I'm not entirely clear on the timeline
0: it's okay mm. so what exactly why um was it part of the vaccine development thing yes like why, why okay
1: yeah so mm. so the yeah so the more genomes you have of course the more um the more insight you 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 have into the you know the diversity of the of the of the organism mm. um we were so when you um so there were there were you could you could you can you can try and find differences between strains uh, mm-hmm. or, or isolates uh by targeting specific um genes mm-hmm. that uh that are for some somehow have been identified to be of a uh, variable and could um or or conserved and can give you that that in, re- information at the correct resolution for you to differentiate between isolates mm-hmm. but we were looking but we remember we only had one genome then, so now with many genomes, you mm-hmm. can widen your your um your net you can have many more candidates that you could mm-hmm. use um used to to differentiate between isolates so while there were multi multiple things you can do that we we did with these genomes you know to you see what the diversity is where is the diversity mm. um we also um uh, identified a whole snips at the whole genome level mm. um to then use them as a um as markers. so so snip single nucleotide polymorphisms are are mutations uh or differences in in nucleotides that occur between two um isolates uh or two two individuals of the same um same same organi- species or organism right yeah so so we uh, so with that you could you could now um with the whole genome data, now a lot of uh, options open up mm. um, you can since then though those genomes have been used for several in several studies so even after I came back to Wildry um, after going away and then coming back recently i uh we were using them for for the various um, antigen ca- vaccine candidates that were under investigation in the group, mm. for example, to see how are they conserved uh, between species? Are they? Um, what level of variation is there? Can you design? Um, can 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 you? Can you use? The, are they suitable for using as as candidates? Uh, you know, etc. So so whole genome sequencing really does uh, open up a lot of um, a lot of doors, um, and, and, and uh, especially now, especially. You know, the the molecular biology and vaccine immunology um was getting more and more sophisticated, while molecular tools were being employed for immunology a lot more. There was that cross talk a lot mm. happening a lot more now. So yeah, it was that's what, yeah, the the point was to to add knowledge uh to this whole wider um uh understanding of, of the pathogen.
0: All right. So now, how long were you at Ilri before
1: you left? Uh, um. <laughs> That's really. Uh, let me count uh, on my fingers. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, um, no, let's just say uh, seven, eight years or something. <laughs> oh, right. Seven or eight years. Yeah. Why did yeah. you leave at that time? So then, so I had I had now a, a postdoc, mm. uh, and um, my postdoc was coming to an end. Oh. Project well, well, the funding was running out, and um, I was looking around to to. By then, I had a bit more of an idea of what other research is going on in in Kenya. Mm-hmm. So I. Um, when I when I was initially doing uh, a search for PhDs, I mm-hmm. think it was back then. Yeah, uh, before I decided to go to Ilri, mm-hmm. I had visited kemri Welcome Trust, mm-hmm. um, which was just down the road from Mombasa. So, mm-hmm. I I uh, I wrote to them and I I asked if you know they that like, well. I told them like, I had recently got a master's degree in bioinformatics and if they had any any need for my skills and etc and they were very kind and they invited me to have a chat and look around the labs and all that and they had really nice labs and Mm. they were doing what sounded like really really exciting um, and important um, research so it was always so so I knew that, that that lab was there and 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 um And all, and so then when when I finished my postdoc, I thought, well, let me let me get in touch with them again Mm. and um, see what the status is Uh, again. Now that um, um, it's been years later, it's been years, yeah. And also, um, they had recently they had then um, advertised for a bioinformatics bioinformatician position. Mm. So all the more, so so then I knew that they needed needed bioinformaticians, um, and so I I applied actually for that position. Mm. Uh, I was unsuccessful. Um, it went to my then supervisor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so I was uh, I was competing against. Uh, uh, it was a really tough comp- competition. Um, so I I, I, I your um, then
0: supervisor for- from
1: from Ilri. Oh, okay. And my bioinformatics supervisor oh, okay. from from Mildry Then, mm, mm. so I I didn't feel too bad for for not being offered it. Mm. Um, but then they they did get in touch and said, hey, but we we need um, we we have a postdoc opportunity mm. for this particular project mm. um, in this other department. Are you interested? And I and I jumped to the chance because it was a very different area. Mm. It was in. <clears throat> it was in um in human medicine mm. medicine yeah, human, in medicine mm. and um it was bacterial um genomes and it was it was molecular epidemiology mm. it was in, um epidemiology so it was it would have it was going to um it was going to be a whole new type of training for me um i was going to uh, learn a, about a completely new new area um both technically and uh and biologically uh but you had done epidemiology
0: before
1: oh yeah that was my my undergrad that was a very long time ago and and all that is probably you know um it was it was way it was out of my head Mm, so i i i did recall some of the things when Mm. um during my conversations uh, about epidemiology when I was in Kilifi, but, Mm. um, but I was no expert. So, Mm. um, uh, so this was, yeah, going to be a a new, uh, a a renewal. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, I, and I love, I really, whenever I take up a new position, I really look for, you know, what is it going to be adding to my skill set, and my portfolio? Um, um and this this completely um it's this different district all the bit. yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it wasn't it it wouldn't have been um it wouldn't have been too steep a learning curve because uh, it was by uh, employing bioinformatics um uh theories and and all but it was going to be completely different because it would have been it would have it involved understanding uh, molecular epidemiology <clears throat> understanding the disease as a postdoc as a postdoc you know you're driving your own research so mm. you there was all that burden of scientific um so i had to learn and, and read a lot of papers about what had gone on in this um in this research area um before me mm. and there was a lot of catching up to do and not a lot of time um i just it was a two year postdoc and i really could have done with one more year um i think just to get a good handle on on things mm. but um so so this so i so yeah so i packed my bags and moved to to the coast of mm. kenya Near family to to kilifi i don't have family in kilifi um no family's like, not far
0: away yeah, like, Near yeah family. compared to mm. nairobi
1: yeah yeah exactly mm. uh, and kalifi was was wonderful cambridge welcome trust was just a fantastic place to work uh work in they are they have a a lot of um uh, it, it it's got a much more academic kind of a feel even though it's not an academic setting the mm. it is um, it, it has the same feel so a lot of the um uh scientists there are uh, kind of joined professors at various universities around and there's a lot of exchange with the local university, Pwani University there. Mm-hmm. So um, there were a, there were so yeah there's a lot of there's, you know teaching and there's new ideas coming in from um, abroad and new kind of uh, technologies and it just it seemed really vibrant mm-hmm. but what what got me the the most got me in a good way was the proximity to the hospital so you know um okay you might find this a bit uh a bit um uh irrelevant or 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 immature but you know i'm working on on livestock Mm. i found it hard to connect to to that field in in like a person at a personal level so i'm a vegetarian Mm. and 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 saving livestock just so for just for for better meat or uh more milk production i i i get it i get it at the economic level and i get the benefits of 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 that of the work that i was doing um uh, and I, and I, uh, up to quite recently, mm. um, and I, and I now I feel a lot more, um, a, um, a lot more invested in it. Mm. But, but it, but the, the but, but how I felt when I work, it's, it's, it's very different when you're working on, on human diseases. Mm. So when I went, so Khalifi is, 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 uh, a, a joined. To the the Califi District Hospital, so sorry, Kemri Welcome oh. Trust is adjoined to the Kilifi mm. District, uh, mm. Dist- District Hospital,
2: mm.
1: and there is there is kind of a uh, there is just this um, uh, there the, there's a constant exchange of um, uh, samples, clinical samples from from the hospital, the hospital. Mm. but this direct connection of the problems you are working on. So mm-hmm. if you ever if you ever feel like disconnected from the work you are doing, you just have to step out of the of your office and and walk five minutes, and you're in the hospital, mm. and and you suddenly get that. Well, it, it it's a realization, and the and that drives the the passion for the work. Mm. So um, well, I'm no, not anti animals it. or anti livestock or anything, but mm. you know that that direct connection mm. of Helping fellow humans, and in a in a in a, in a hospital setting like the district hospital, was really just really struck me, mm. and that yeah, um, it was um, yeah, that was definitely the the driving force of um, you know of 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 what I was doing um, yeah in in, in so just, yeah
0: so what exactly were you doing like in the molecular epidemiology what exactly like in brief like in um in a very simple language what what were you guys doing like what what is your project focused on
1: so there was a very um yeah it was a, it, it was a very clear project actually mm-hmm. the we were uh trying to understand the extent of um transmission um of antibiotic resistance mm-hmm. in in um, yeah in the community. Okay. So we um, and and not not just the extent, but where was the trans- Where where was the acquisition of antibiotic resistance in mm-hmm. the community? So we were looking at um, genes, uh, resistance genes, and. Uh, th- through the sequence through the genomes, trying to map out or, or identify where um, which resistance genes are are present, which genes are, 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 are and, and and how prevalent they are um, mm-hmm. um, are they just in hospitals in the samples collected from hospitals, so infections mm-hmm. in the hospitals or mm-hmm. are they in the community um and what particular um, uh, plasmids, so these genes uh, uh, resistance genes are generally carried on plasmids for this particular oh. bacterium, and oh. so which plasmids are in circulation in, in our in our population oh. so it was a it was a temporal study we, uh, we had um, We had samples from we had samples from ten years so collected oh. over ten years, and uh, we sequenced all those uh, genomes of that particular um, bacterial species um, um, that we were uh, interested in, and we could we could um, tell over time mm. the uh, the trend of uh, resistance acquisition um, in the in the population. Wow, that sounds interesting. Yeah, and, and so Kilifi, the Kemri Welcome Trust has like a treasure trove of samples. They 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 are very they They have extremely strong health surveillance system mm. and um a really rich collection of um sample clinical samples mm. so this we you know yeah this project leveraged that it wasn't i didn't conceive the project it was mm. uh, designed by my colleague um uh and, and collaborators at the Sanger institute mm. um so the sequencing was done at uh Sanger institute and i i I got to spend some time there um, with the doing the analysis with the bioinformaticians. So, there was so, no sequencer um, that, at that time. So there was a see. Sequ- there was again Kit Welcome Wellcome Trust had a uh, Sanger. Uh, Sanger, mm. Sanger, but then later on they acquired a uh, an Iron Torrent. That was mm. the first NGS uh, sequencer they had, but that was after I had already sequenced my hundreds of genomes.
0: Oh, okay. So at this point, had you done any molecular, like wet lab work, like after
1: your bachelor's? No, no, I had, I didn't. So after that one time, um, after that that bachelor's project, I had not not got touched. I'd not stepped into the lab. Well, I'd stepped into the lab, but I would, yeah. I, I like, didn't yeah. have any molecular um, experience at all.
0: Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. um, now y- you've done your work for how long
1: in, in Cambridge? Uh Cambry, I was there about four years. So I um, I stayed on after my postdoc to to um, work on a uh, as a on a part. By then, I. When I finished my postdoc position, I, I I had a baby, so I took a maternity mm. break, and then I um um for a few months, and then I um, got a part time um yeah. consultancy um with the with another project in epidemi in the epidemiology department um, yeah. this time uh with the RSV the respiratory syncytial virus um study, so I was helping build a, an analysis pipeline for their um extremely cool um epidemiology study that they were doing. Respiratory but That was what? just for a few minutes. It's oh. a respiratory syncytial virus. Um it's a it causes a a well a respiratory a cold mm-hmm. like. It's very, very um uh, prevalent um yeah are all over actually um you you probably had it have had it Get it every year. <laughs> oh, it's the like yeah. normal cold. It's one of the, I mean, they're, they I'm kinds no of... expert on, oh, yeah, I'm no expert on viruses okay. and colds, okay. but All it's right. one of the, it's, it's one of the ones that causes colds.
0: Oh, so yeah. they were looking to find what kind of strains are there or what? So
1: they, they had, so they, they've been studying, they, they have been studying uh, RSV for, for a long time and they had several projects on it, but this one, uh was uh now just trying to re- trying to remember uh, don't have to go
0: in depth but, if Yeah, you no, can remember
1: <laughs> no it was it is it was a very cool project so it was mm. it was trying to identify minor variant alleles to predict the next major to predict the ne- yeah uh, the, the, the next uh, variant that will be in circulation oh because so, they change you know every how, time. Exactly. Exactly. So we were trying to see if we, if by sequencing we can, at this particular particular point in time, mm. from a population of viruses, sequenced, can we pick out the 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 variants that are uh, in small in low circulation, but have the potential of um, of causing the next epidemic.
0: Mm. Or being in
1: high circulation further on, yeah.
0: Okay, so you do that for a few months, then
1: what? And then uh, my husband gets a job in Nairobi and we move Mm -hmm. to Nairobi Mm
2: -hmm. with
1: our one-year-old, no, yeah, one-year-old daughter. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Yeah. So then Nairobi is start all over again. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Do I be a mom? Stay stay at home mom or do I... um, do I do something uh, in my training area? And, Why are you uh, considering it? Stay at home, mum? Mm. Uh, not for very long, no. I'm not cut out for that. Mm. Um, I, I I I love looking after my children and being at home, but I I don't think... I know, I can't do it full-time. I need some sort of an external... Um, uh yeah, an ex- another purpose. Let's mm. just say other than raising children. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, yeah. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and also for practical reasons, you know, mm. I think. I mean, I don't. I don't have any. Um, I don't look down upon. Uh, um, Stay at home moms or any. My my mom was one of those. Mm. You know, my grandparents. It's a. It's um it's uh for me it wasn't i just when um i just uh i think it's important for w- for women to have their own thing to be independent you see mm. so uh, i have seen many cases where mothers who um who have dedicated their whole lives to to the family and the and children mm. not and uh, being completely at a loss when their their spouses are no longer with them mm. for whatever reason, mm. um, be it death, be it divorce, and I'm um, I'm very secure in my relationship, but uh, you never know about death. Mm. So sorry, it's it's a bit morbid, but the 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 re the, the reality is that I didn't I don't want to be. Um, you know I am dependent, not not dependent on my husband, but I want to be able to provide for my children. And mm-hmm. at that point I had one child, uh, regardless of where my husband was and what his ability was um in provision. And also um to be fair in a in to him, to in, in a relationship, you know, we have a very equal, a balanced relationship. We we are both um, relying on each other mm. uh, we both depend on each other so to expect him to provide for us and be you know put him through that on that be the, the his responsibility solely is mm. to me unfair mm. um so i have to do my bit um which is uh which is yeah um earn and I and I and I studied you know I, I had a yeah. two two postdocs so like mm. I, I um, you know what's the what's the what's why why stop there uh, why not put my skills to use mm. and, and um, years of study yeah yeah exactly so um uh yeah that was th- those are kind of the the thoughts that went through my head Kenya, as you know, is not, uh, you know, brimming with uh, opportunities in our, in in science, in Mm. research science. So it's uh, always difficult to find. And and many a times I looked um, further out. I looked into data science and I looked into uh, uh, volunteering um, for, for volunteering in, uh, to, to do some data science, uh, mm. just just so that I would, I mean, I would I would keep I would um, I would I would keep learning, you know, mm. whatever it was, um, if it was to build, uh, my skills in to uh, to build a career in another in a, in something else in mm. another data science, yeah. um, or on a totally other field, um, but my my I I never I didn't. I didn't expect or i didn't didn't think that I was going to be jobless or um it, it, yeah jobless but whether it was paid or unpaid, mm-hmm. I was out to look for something um other than being um a stay at home mom i like that you yeah. said
0: paid or unpaid why why is it important to you to be doing something either paid or unpaid like why did you insist on that
1: it's um you, you know, I think I, I believe it's important for people to keep growing,
2: mm.
1: growing in their in their mind. Mm. Uh, and I, for me, I mean, yeah, that is one thing. But also, if at any point I need to provide for my family, I want to be in a position where I can. Mm. I have, uh, you know, you have. Uh, I, I invested so much in 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 developing my skills, uh, so. I'm not going to stop there. I want to keep, if if I have to keep practicing them Mm. um, to stay relevant so that I can um, get a job when I, when I need to, Um, Mm. you know, once you have kids, it, life changes. You're, you're, you know, the way you think changes, you suddenly have this other person you need to, to feed. So um, I just, uh, yeah, I, I, I I I I I went into this responsible kind of uh, <laughs> a mind you know from mm. from career to kind of survival mm. uh that sh- I if I need to survive how am I going to survive and what is the best what is the best route from here mm. to to survival and and um yeah so that was there yeah, that's what was so unpaid so why unpaid because that would have been my avenue to to acquire some f- some skills for free mm-hmm. or for, with a purpose mm-hmm. um if you ask me if I was just sat at home and and you know I was given I didn't have a project where would I start to to what skill there's just so much to learn I think you know I need a direction I need a I can't just open the internet and say today I feel like learning this or today I feel like learning this or you know there's I've, i I would have I could have done that, but it wouldn't, would have been, um, it wouldn't have been, um, well, um, it wouldn't, I don't think it would have been useful. I'd rather, I'd rather learn or invest in learning while, for something that's going to be useful. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: So what happens at, at this point where your job's searching?
1: Um, so I, I do the same. I, I send out emails to Oh it wasn't many months it was um maybe 6 months or something okay probably by the time I I had a contract so you know every um I have to stress on the importance of um of networking here
2: mm-hmm.
1: so we you know when if we so the, the way I found my 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 have found my jobs apart from this current one, Mm. in the past has been through networking. Is Mm -hmm. by sending out um, emails to people. Yeah, um, I've realized that. Like you,
0: you keep saying that you sent email to. I was actually about to ask you, how do you figure who to ask, like who to send the email to? But continue.
1: Yeah, so it would be. I I mean, I can answer that question. Mm -hmm. It's it's just looking through um, websites and. Uh, bioinformatics is a very uh, very small community in Kenya mm. mm-hmm. uh, and East Africa, so there weren't that many people I could reach out to really. So mm. I, I I was back in in Nairobi, so I knew I had a connection with Ilri mm. where I was before, um, and before I I uh, well, so I knew who was there. Uh, my former boss was there, Richard Bishop, mm. um, and then I also knew of Isipe. Mm. The insect um institute for um, insect uh, insect Sociology Insect Yeah, in, yes, exactly. <laughs> I always <laughs> I, up to date to date. I don't remember like well. Is it institute or center? Of, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um yeah. So uh so I knew of the a researcher there called uh Dr Dan Masiga,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I wrote to him, um and. Uh, I, I must have sent a few emails out elsewhere to, I, uh, to KEMRI, KEMRI, um, CDC, I think. So anyway, I was, I was, uh, I was on the, on the hunt and I, and I, um, emailed a few people. My supervisor at Ilri got back to me and said, um, great, we, we need this piece of work doing, um, we can can you come in as a consultant? Mm-hmm. So I said yes, absolutely, and I I I got a short consultancy part time that agreed with my my uh, my hours at home with my uh, baby, mm-hmm. um, and at the same time, I think Isipé had a pla- advertised for a position a bioinformatics position a full-time position mm-hmm. so i applied for that um and i was successful but then i think that something the funding fell through or something like that happened and then and that position never uh came Much to be it's... but mm. yeah but nevertheless they offered me a part-time position um to 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 just um to carry out some bioinformatics um uh Projects and supervise and bioinformatic projects uh, there. So at one point I had two part time positions, one at Ildri and one at Icipe, and and the consultancy. So now I was in these, you know, um, my I had a, had my <laughs> both my feet in, in two doors, mm. which was great because then um, Ildri uh, had more and more. Bioinformatics um, projects coming in and a bit oh. more funding, oh. um, and and then I moved over from Richard Bishop to do a pro- to doing a project with um, Vishnene, mm-hmm. um, who was the head of the um, vaccines group and also co-leading uh, one of the uh, one of the big um, programs, the animal and human health program. Then, oh. so um, so the thing ha- The thing is that with you know when what I've noticed is that when there's no there when there's no skills
2: mm.
1: around people find alternatives and or projects don't come and you know or people don't think of projects, but as soon as you bring some expertise in in an institute or somewhere mm. a lot more you know more and more users for those expertise start emerging mm. um and so once i was in uh, once i i started at ilri a lot more um projects started coming in for that needed bioinformatics um skills expertise and yeah. skills and and the the bioinformatics research in um at ilri got a bit um well uh, um revived I, I suppose at in the vaccines group there was always bioinformatics at ilri but in in becca mm. um they 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 had a they they were very dynamic or have been very dynamic over the years mm. um but access to those skills was very limited um in terms of time of of bioinformaticians mm. so now um so then yeah that then um a perm a, a full time position was advertised at ILRI um and the the vaccines group and i applied and and i and i and i was successful and that was 4 years ago uh, till 2 years 2 two weeks ago i was in that position mm. so that's the journey it's <laughs> quite an interesting
0: journey there